You could stand at half cut and rep better than these guys. Oh, smart down and it's called for another foul. Check, Jacko. Come on. Jacko. Jacko's having some fun here. back with another episode of from the rafters sam and i are here with guest kj doyle from guy boston sports how you doing today kj i'm doing i'm doing pretty good you know Celtics on a two-game win streak playing uh two should be two easy ones uh from a Celtics perspective from a personal perspective you know it's a new year um same me no i'm not that very different uh I, 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 here's a hot take this is more within heckling distance stuff but i don't believe in new year's resolution so much i feel like if you're going to change something you're not going to do it because it's a new story. year. Like when, <laughs> I, I mentioned, I told you guys before this, like when I lost the weight, like I chose to do that in November. And then like yeah. New Year's rolled around. I'm like you, you choose to do, you don't choose to do something because it's a new year. You choose to do something like reg- in, in regard of that. So New Year's resolutions are kind of stupid. If you want to do something, don't wait for the new year to do it. But um, yeah. either way, uh, yeah, I'm hoping this year goes better than the last one. Me too. Sam, you said you have a story. Yeah. So uh, as KJ knows, I went to Foxwood yesterday with my friends. And uh, it, we we got back to Warwick, my my town, at like uh, like twelve fifteen, right? And we're getting off the highway, and this this fucking guy is running at like midnight. He's already out running, and my friend rolls down the window. He's just like, "Hello!" And I was dying laughing. Uh, I was like, "Oh man, this dude is something else." Which friend was that exposing? Wait, can I? Get, uh, my it? friend David. David. I was going to guess Frank. I feel like that's something Frank could do. Oh, no. Frank doesn't leave the house. (laughs) So you think this guy was was getting started on his New Year's resolution? Oh, yeah. He was was out. It was midnight. (laughs) He's already running. He yells hardo out the window. (laughs) That's freaking hilarious. Um, but yeah, as KJ yeah, said, that, actually, that's what I'm worried about is because I love going to this gym that's that's near my uh, apartment. It's like it's part of my apartment, and nobody ever goes there. And now New Year's is here. And now I'm sure there'll be a bunch of people like, oh, New Year's resolution, I'm going. And it's like, get out of here, like not get out of here. Like I hope you do what's best. For you. Like hopefully you keep going, but like you're not sticking around here, man. You're just you're just trying to do this so you have a New Year's resolution. Yeah. Like come on. Yeah, no, I I don't get it either. I agree with you with the whole, you know, do it because you want to do it, not because it's a right. new fucking I agree, too. But, yeah, as KJ said, Celtics play the Pistons twice in a row starting tonight uh, at the time we're recording this. Uh, should be, you know, knock on wood, uh, the easiest two games they've played all season. They right. dealt with the Grizzlies oh. pretty easily. They yeah. managed to beat the Pacers. That was a tough one, but... The way we saw them play the Grizzlies is the way I want to see the Celtics play. And a big part of that was Jalen Brown. Let's talk about that. What a beast. That dude was yeah. on fire. What did you think of his performance? I mean, obviously career high, but what, what was your thoughts at the time? Yeah, I mean, as, as Sam knows, owes a lot of his, uh, you know, his, his performance to Semi Ojale, the, the magic, right. uh, the secret of the offense. But um, yeah, Jalen, uh, no, Jalen was, was great. Uh, obviously, it's, you know, I, I, I joked on Twitter, Brad Stevens should have left him in to get 50, but I knew he wasn't going to. Because, um, you know, obviously, you take you guys out when you're up that much. But yeah, Jalen was was pretty special. I mean, obviously, we, we, me and Sam also talked about whether or not he's going to make get to make the All Star team, like the, the the debate up there. And I think we all hope he does. Now people are having this debate. Like I saw a clip from first take, like, oh, you know, Jalen is, uh, you know, he, who's better, Jalen or Jason Tatum? And it was like, come on, like, I I I, I get, I mean, 
I don't think I, I understand why they're doing it, but it's a little too early. I still feel like to have that debate, like, because Jason Tatum has risen to such a level that, yeah, Jalen Brown's off to a good start as well. But, like, he needs to do it consistently, too, before this is, I feel like, a real debate. Right. I, I also feel like I, I said this to you yesterday. I was like, who cares? We they're they're yeah, both on yeah. the Celtics. It doesn't matter. They they could be better on different days. I don't care. As long as the Celtics are winning, it doesn't matter. And I don't think they care either. As long as they're winning. I mean, they both have very different personalities from what I understand. So I don't think it really matters to them. They seem to be good friends. But yeah, I was pumped. And I mean that's that's the most confident I think I've ever seen Jalen Brown too. He was just pulling from wherever it was falling, not even hitting the rim. I mean, yeah. if, they, if they, it was a close game, he probably could have cracked 60 and beat Bird's record. The interesting thing that I want to see tonight is, like, especially against the Pistons, is whether they go Tyson Thompson or they downsize with, with someone, uh, you know, else on the wing. Like, I don't, I don't know, Sam, what do you think? Do you think they should start Ojale at, uh, at power forward? Yeah, he's one of the better offensive players on the team. <laughs> the stats sometimes, you know. What the fuck? What? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what, are you, what is the social thing that's happening right now? What do you, what do you mean, uh, CJ? <laughs> why, why don't you what let, let Jack in on the knowledge? I mean, Ojale, yeah, Ojale's the best offensive player on the team. I'm fucking lost. What is what? What is happening? What do you mean? A, well, if you look at all the stats, what I mean, I don't know. I'm just throwing them out there. What? There's clearly something going on with Ojale. What fucking saying. stats? What? what the if fuck? you look on my Twitter, Hold obviously Ojale's like some sort of uh, some sort of savant. I don't know. He's like a uh, he's like a magic uh, magic piece, you know. To, to I thought you were about to say Magic fucking Johnson. I was gonna be pissed. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? It might be. What is I mean, this? Shut, know, no, no. Shut the yeah. what. He's got like floor general hall of fame, hall of fame the way he affects the team. What am I looking at this the best three man lineup offensive rating thing? And he's in all of them. But th- that doesn't what mean that shit. What, what what do you fucking mean? He, he's in all of them. Wait, all of them. Wait, yeah, so, all of them that, uh, that has to mean something. We broke Jack. That doesn't. They're like ten minutes, six minutes, eight. Like this man's barely on the floor. Well, you, he didn't yeah, even see the up. floor in the last two games. The man didn't fucking play. And you're telling me mm. Mm. it adds. It, well, if you add all of those minutes up, it adds up to a sizable number. That's not. You know? That's not how. That, <laughs> I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> is this like a joke? Like what is that? Like what no, I, I don't know. What do you mean? <laughs> Dude, numbers mean, don't Jack? lie. Sam, Sam, you're all, the numbers guy. Sam, of all people, you can't. You like, it, dude. I, I, I'll break your computer though. <laughs> you sound like Frank it. on the wreck. I'm, I'm like, like, is are you like, is this, is this a joke? What? Like, what is happening? What do you mean? What is what? I'm like, yeah, Jack's got to quit the podcast. I'm gonna fucking leave. You. Are you gonna? No, Sam, Sam, tell me with a straight face right now that you genuinely believe this, and I will walk off and leave right now. Hold on, I'm looking at you right now. Yeah, I I believe it. You turn your camera off. Turn the fuck. What are you doing, Sam? Tell tell me with a straight face right fucking now, and I will leave. I will get up and leave. <laughs> yeah, fuck. I can't. I like to laugh too much. Except, so what the fuck is happening? Yeah, we're, we're fucking with you. We're doing it right. Or so you thought, Sam. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I, knew, I knew you were doing it. We're messing with you, Sam. We're fucking you, Sam. We're doing a bit. Uh, I was really hoping he was going to 
Fucking Jack, I thought you were gonna leave. I was gonna. I was hoping Sam would just tell me, and then I was literally gonna slam my shit and fucking leave and like throw my headphones. But Sam, Sam, Sam Jack, he cracked. Sam cracked. I can't. I, I cracked, dude. <laughs> Sam, Jack saw my tweet last night and he liked it, so I was like, okay, he's gonna know the semi ugly stuff. He's gonna know we're kind of joking, and I was like, you know what? Good time to turn around on Sam. So I messaged Jack and I was like, I was like, Jack. Just freak out, just freak out, and like act super mad. And I wanted him to, I wanted him to act so mad and be like, I wanted him to. The really thing, the thing I really wanted him to say was like, you know what, you guys aren't taking this seriously. Let, let's not even do this today and just leave. And I was hoping that's what he was gonna do. I was about um, to do that, but I thought Sam was gonna give me the straight face, but Sam just fucking cracked under the pressure. I feel like so many people are in the dark right now. Let me explain what's going on. So Sam and I did a podcast the other day, and we were. I, I went to look to see where what Tyson Thompson's defensive rating was when they were together on the floor. So you can sort by two-man lineup combinations, three-man lineup combinations to see, you know, when these two guys are on the floor together or when these three guys are on the floor together, how are they performing, what's their, you know, net rating and all that stuff on NBA.com. It's really cool. So, um, as I put, and so I wanted to check Tyson Thompson's defensive rating. So I checked it out and I was like, oh, that's not too good. I mean, obviously matches what we're seeing on the floor because they're supposed to be good defensively, but we've seen when they're on the court together, they don't play as good defensively as we may have thought, or as maybe Brad Stevens would have thought at least so far this season. And so I was like, huh, that kind of, you know, matches what we're seeing. Like, obviously, you know, they, they, they need to figure that out or maybe they need to go away from it. And uh, it got into a discussion about uh, a much larger discussion because then I started looking like, Oh, what are the best defensive lineups? Let's see this. Like, Oh, this is interesting. Best offensive lineups. And then uh, it got to the point where I, I switched to three-man lineups, and I wanted to see what the best I, – I think the reason it really came was because I said, Sam, can you guess what the best uh, two-man offensive lineup is by offensive rating? And I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, it was wasn't Teague. it Jeff Teague yeah. and Ojale, right? Yeah. It was Teague and Ojale. And I was like, that's so weird. And then I was like, let me check three-man because maybe they were with, like, Jalen when he was going off or something. So I did that, and I was like, oh, yeah, he, he was with – they were with Jalen – but then I, I sorted by when I was while I was sorting by the three man, I noticed that all of the top ten all had semi ojale And I was like, what is this? Like this is so weird. And as I pointed out to Sam, like with a lot of these, um, it, these line of combinations can be confusing a little bit and sometimes they don't make sense. But like if it matches the eye test, then like that's kind of what the purpose of it is. And you know, you can also experiment with it. Like it's a good thing for Brad Stevens to kind of experiment with and stuff like that. But um, you know, so if it's like a one-off or even a two-off, it's like, you can probably ignore that. But when it was 10, all of the top 10, like if it was all, all, like if it was like five of the top six, I would have said that's weird. But for him to be in all of the top 10 best offensive lineups by offensive rating so far this season, it is, that is spooky weird. That is like yeah, really, really that's strange. That is really weird. Like on the real, so anyway, like, why? like like for real yeah. like not joking anymore like why do you guys think that is like obviously when you I mean, watch the Celtics we know Shemi Ojale is not an offensive master no like, master yeah. he was probably in the game so here's probably what happened he was in I the mean, game th- look, when yeah, they blew was... the doors off Milwaukee in the third and he was probably mm-hmm. in when they climbed back against Indiana if I'm not mistaken so those are two right. huge wings that probably has a lot to do with it but like he was but, in for both of them yeah that's right, what, right. Well, if so, he was, that's why. Is like, it just a why. coincidence, or is it? Is it? Is it? What, that's. I think. Yeah, that's what Jack is saying. Is that okay? He was in for them, so is it just like, oh, he was just in for them by by happenstance, or is it he was in for them and maybe he had something to do with it? I, I, I'm not willing to go that far yet. We'll see what happens the rest of the season. I'm sure these numbers won't stay this way, but really, I mean, as I pointed out to Sam, it's uh, it's weird for him to be in all of the top ten because you'd figure like. 
you know, again, like Sam mentioned, you go, you have a, you know, big, huge run against Milwaukee. I'm not, like if, if Ojale, Teague, Smart, Brown, and Tatum are all on the floor for that, right? Then yes, any three-man lineup with Ojale is going to benefit from that huge run. But so are three-man lineups of like Teague, Smart, Tatum, Teague, Brown, Tatum, Teague, you know, the other three-man lineup combinations you can come up with from that uh, run. And none of those other lineups are, are present. None of the lineups where Semi Ojale is supposedly benefiting so much where like other players would be involved in it and they're the real ones. None of those other ones are showing up in the top 10. They're all just different lineups that have been playing at different times that have included Semi Ojale. That is what is so, so crazy. Maybe so, it's because, you know, all right, so let's, let's use um, the Indiana game for an example, right? So say he's out there when they spark that huge run and it's Pritchard and Williams really um, getting things going. Those are lineups that, teams don't game plan for at least not at this point of the season right Pritchard hasn't played much he's a rookie so they don't have a lot of tape on him Robert Williams was not on the floor very much up until the bubble Mm -hmm. so these are maybe unexpected runs and maybe that's why like teams that are playing the Celtics don't know that these lineups work yet and maybe that's why they're able to have such great success it's not the same two-man one-two punch Brown Tatum that they're used to I, I don't yeah. know. It's such a I am situation. racking my brain, and the conclusion I've come to is there's no discernible reason because it's not as if this is net rating. This is pure offensive rating. How good your offense is playing. I have a theory. So I would say that you know, that there's. I mean, it's not as if defenses are changing. Like, I mean, you're going small, but like that's. I mean, you can go small with anybody. It's just it, it is it is very odd, and I, I'd be interested to see if it continues. The bad news for anybody that doesn't like Semi Ojale is that I'm sure the, that um, – I mean, Brad Stevens has to have seen this. I mean, somebody within the Celtics has to be looking at this. I'm sure they look at every stat. Like, somebody else has to know this, and they have to be uh, on top of this. So I'm, I, I have a hunch that we'll be seeing a lot more of Semi Ojale, like, moving forward because <laughs> of uh, this, this strange anomaly. I have a theory, and it's going to make me sound stupid. So I'm going to preface it with, I promise I know basketball. I'm just – you know, I, I can't find another explanation for this, right? All right. So, obviously, five men on the floor for each team. Mm-hmm. Semi Ojale yeah. sits in the corner. Like, ni- 90% of the time, yeah. right? Semi Ojale sits yeah. in the corner. And that's just what he does. He's what they call a corner hoe exactly. when you play 2K. He's like Frank. <laughs> exactly. Shout exactly. Frank. Shout out, Frank. They, the other team has to waste a defender there. And the Celtics have been driving more this season, right? Tatum getting to the rack. Brown getting to the rack. Pritchard getting there, right? When they drive, they see Ojale in the corner and like, we don't have to fucking guard this guy, right? So they come over to help, which allows, right, it scrambles the defense a little. It allows them to kick out, make a pass, run yeah, the but, offense but a little. Theoretically, theoretically, you could do that with anybody. Yes, but yeah. they're less likely to sag off of a guy like Teague or, you know, Brown, in my opinion, than fucking semi Ojale. Right. So okay, that's right, the yeah. only possible explanation I can have because that allows so, the offense to run a little bit smoother because they can get ball. But what is your argument that they're then kicking it out to Semi Ojale and he's you know like hitting his shots or something because he is shooting twenty eight percent? He's not yeah. exactly. <laughs> that, I was hoping he was shooting better and that would back up my argument. But after that, maybe it's yeah. just like okay, Semi gets a pass off to somebody else and the offense gets flowing a little bit and then it leads to an open shot somehow. That's the maybe only it's something I like. I think you nailed it. Like, okay, so they're they're playing help with Semi, right? Yeah. So he's wide open. They kick it to Semi. Someone defense has to come panics. Help oh, there's an open. Then they get in rotation. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're I mean, really uh, fucking trying to figure this out, huh? We're reaching. As we're I'm reaching. looking at this, just just for like reference, by the way. So, like I said, Ojolay is in absolutely all of these, which is so <laughs> crazy. Teague is in about I think six of them. I'm trying to look. He's Five in, of them, maybe. He's in the top four, and then... Yeah, he's in the top four, and then more. I think he's in one more. Yeah, yeah so, so he's in five of them. Tatum is in how many of them? I, I think maybe, like, just one or two, right? He's I only see one. Tatum... He's in one. He's in, him in oh, one. Tatum's only in one. No, two, 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 two. <laughs> he's in two. He's in five and nine. He's in five and nine. So so how is this a thing? Like, how is... how is Like, I get that it's random, and, and we're kind of pointing this out, but, like, Tatum is in two. Brown is in what? Maybe one of them... Two of them, I see three. Let's say he's in three of them, like mm-hmm. four of them, maybe. I, I, it's just, I, I, I'm curious. How, how is it? The, I'm I, curious I, I don't to see. Know, especially, by the way, hold on one more thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with the fact that Ojale, it's not like he's getting that many minutes. Yeah. Like this, this is maybe all of the lineups he's in. Like, <laughs> and I'm, well, that, I'm that joking. Why? Yeah, I'm joking. Allows. I know, I know, but even still, it's like... To find that success I, in that small sample size. Right, and and what I'm saying is that Brown will be in more of these lineup combinations, and Tatum will be in more of these lineup combinations because they get more minutes than OJ will. OJ will be in a finite amount of these because he only gets so many minutes. Mm-hmm. So how is it that his are all at the top? Like, it's so, so strange. I I um <laughs> I don't have an explanation. Like, it's not as if he does anything else that's like, you know, it's not like he's a good passer or he, he handles the ball a lot. He doesn't do any of those things. <laughs> yeah. He literally, as you said, just kind of stands there. So, uh, you know, maybe, I mean, uh, Sam kind of pointed out, maybe it's a, maybe it's just a chemistry thing. Maybe everybody just feels better when he's on the floor. They, for some like, they really, really, like, really like Shemi Oshley, I guess. He's on yeah. the floor and they're like, all right, like we can go hard at the basket. And if we get fouled hard, like he's going to kick something. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. Like we're just throwing out random, the most random stuff here. Maybe he's guarding the best wing on the other team and it, it allows Tatum and Brown to use their energy on offense when they're on the floor with him. I don't know. I don't have an answer for you. It is weird. It is a. Uh, it's it's the weirdest thing. I, as I said yesterday, it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Ever looking at this line of data in my life. I'm curious to see. I'm going to go look right now. <clears throat> Excuse me. How many minutes Ojale has played without Tatum or Brown on the floor? Can That's, you see that? I, I I think I can. If I go here, lineups, I think I I'd can... like to know how many minutes the Celtics have played without Tatum and Brown on the floor. And that's also what I've been For Memphis, when they so, had all the... So what should yeah, I do? I'll just do five, I'll do five player lineups, Celtics. We're doing some research on the fly here, guys, listening. Uh, filters, and then I'm just going to filter, you know, no Tatum or, or Brown, right? And that's all I do. Can I, I do will this? say, I, I, I was able to find, I sent it to Sam, Semi-Ojale's offensive rating. And it's like 114, I think it was, or something like that. And um, that's that is pretty good. I think. Uh, let's see, what was it? It was yeah, one fourteen. And I don't know what. Uh, I mean, just for reference, Semi Ojale's individual offensive rating one fourteen. I think, like as I said yesterday, the Dallas Mavericks had the best offensive rating in the NBA last season. It was one seventeen. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it just just weird things, weird things going on. So the Celtics have played. I have to do some quick maths here. Uh, roughly a total of what is that? Eleven and a half. 12 four, 14.4 minutes this season without mm-hmm. either of them on the floor. And Ojale has been a part of one of those lineups. <laughs> it was okay. Shemi, Carson, Taco, Tremont, and Aaron Neesmith. 
against. And him. I can say with some level of certainty so, that uh, he was that that lineup is not in any present anywhere in the three man lineup combinations because none of those players were in yeah. any of those. Um, but yeah, I think. But like I said, some of the lineups you look at and make sense. Like I think their worst defensive lineup or two man lineup combination is like Carson Edwards and Neesmith, which is like. Yep, that makes sense. That would be their worst, you know. Yeah, and uh, it's so it's it's so strange when um you find weird things like this where it's like like I said, if it was if I just came to you guys and I said, you know what, Semi Ojale is in their best offensive line going to you guys would say that's one that's one, you know. What if he's in the top two? All of the top ten. Every like when you really think about that, it is the the fact that he's in all of those. It's mind boggling. Yeah, it, no, it I, don't, I don't know. One, if it was just two, if it was three, those would be kind of weird, but it's like, whatever, you can write those off. Ten, that's that's absurd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in this lineup of Ojale, Edwards, Fall, Waters, and Eastmith had a terrible, terrible, terrible defensive rating and a very, very average offensive rating. So it's it's got to be something to do with Brown and Tatum on the floor, I have to imagine. But like you keep saying, very weird that he's, you know, in all of them and Tatum and Brown are very rarely included, but um, and we can only probably talk about this. I assume for uh, this is the last day, probably because I assume this is going to change. I, as we said, we only five games into the season, like so much can just shift around so much. They could put a line about there they've never thrown out, and all of a sudden that has like a two hundred offensive rating or something crazy. I don't even know if that's possible, but um, but yeah, they, you know things can just things can happen like that really really fast. So, uh, but yeah, this I mean I think that. I don't know how they do offensive rating exactly. I feel like it's something to do with points per 100 possessions or something like that. I think that's might be what it is. I think that's which, which uh, I guess maybe, so maybe when semis on the floor, they're getting a lot of like transition opportunities or something like that. And that's why the offensive rating is yeah. so high. I just Googled, fast uh, break points. I Googled it. It's uh, offensive rating calculation are individual total possessions and individual points produced the formula for total possessions is broken down into four components scoring possessions missed field goal possessions missed free throw possessions and turnovers mm. so it still doesn't give me any explanation as to yeah Shemi yeah is there. but uh anyways uh, moving on from Shemi Ojale, which has dominated you know the first 20 minutes of the podcast uh mm. Peyton Pritchard I want to talk mm. about him too because you know the hype of Boston at this point, I feel like yeah, that's like that's yeah. everyone's talking about Peyton Pritchard, right? P Rabbit, Fast PP, Eight Mile, whatever the hell you want to call him, dude's a beast. Dude, dude can ball, yeah. and I think he showed that. And it, it baffles me the trust that Brad Stevens has in it, like has for him at this point so early on. What do you guys so, attribute that to? Like. I mean, I think it's kind of what you've said, like the 40-year college player yeah. stuff. Like, obviously, he likes that. And he's like a good fundamental player, all that stuff. But I'm glad you brought up Peyton Pritchard because I have a take that I hinted at to Sam the other day. But I didn't want to say on my own podcast. But since I'm on your podcast, <laughs> I'll just go for it. Um, and here it is. They should trade Peyton Pritchard. Yeah, piss off. I thought you were talking about Marcus when you were talking about this, but then like, it did hit me like a couple minutes after. I was like, oh no, he wasn't talking about Marcus. He was talking about Pritchard. Here's what I mean by that they shouldn't just trade him now. And they shouldn't, tra- I'm not saying they should trade him fine value. I'm not, I, people might think what I'm saying by this is his value is high right now. He's going to fall off, trade him. That's not what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying the Celtics have very few young assets that they would be willing to part with. 
But you, you have Jalen and you have Jason, but you're not going to trade those guys, okay? They, the reason that so many of these trades they want to make are so hard to make is because they, they, as so many people mentioned, like, are people really clamoring for Romeo Langford right now? Do they really want, you know, Tremont Waters or Carson Edwards or even Grant Williams? Like, those aren't like commodities to teams. Peyton Pritchard is at a level where a team would have interest in him, but you don't need to feel like you need to hold on to this guy. He would have serious value in a, in right. a trade. So my point there is not find a way to trade Peyton Pritchard right now. It's that a deal will come along where you're going to need to throw in a young asset and he's going to be their best young asset. So eventually I feel like they should trade Peyton Pritchard for whatever player they can get, whether that's a deal for, you know, I'm sure some people aren't going to like this name, but like an Aaron Gordon or like something like that. Like, you know, I know the magic are off to a great start, so we'll see about that. But like, a trade where you can get a a starting caliber piece like he's a guy that's probably gonna have to be thrown in there like he is now probably your most tradable asset to you and to other teams that's interesting i I haven't it's a fair take for them yeah i mean i don't hate it i I don't i've seen i see him upset you yeah i see him upset you guys it's like everybody loves this guy and i'm like great let's trade him What do you think, Sam? I'll let you, you give your thoughts. Well, I, I think it's unfair to say we should trade. I mean, obviously, the way you put it is not the way that people would perceive it if you didn't explain it. It's a fair explanation. But, I mean, we shouldn't be talking about trading this guy. He's played five games in the NBA. Yeah. No, I know. It's you just know? It, it, it is like, you know, it is so pre- like prevalent in my mind. Like, I feel like when we're going in the trade machine, like, they have so few things – that they'd be willing to trade and other oh, I agree. And I, yeah, feel I very like much he's agree. like he's like in that sweet spot right now. It allows you to upgrade the core without breaking up the current core. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you think Peyton Pritchard could be like your starting point guard of the future and be like a Fred Van Fleet type, like legitimately, then maybe you you do want to hold on to him. And if you think Kemba Walker is not going to be around for longer, like maybe you do. But if you think he's just going to be like a really, really nice bench piece, like it's where you think his ceiling is. And I don't think his ceiling is, is high enough that you like absolutely think, Oh, we need to hold on to this guy. This guy's a blue chipper. He could end up being really good, but if you can get like a player, like the starting caliber, like Aaron Gordon, or like, you know, I don't know. So give me another name that you could throw out there. Like, uh, you know, whoever, uh, John Collins, let's just say, you know, that if, if he was the centerpiece for John Collins, right? Even though, you know, it'd probably have to be a three team because Atlanta has a lot of point guards, but whatever. The, the point being that um, he might have, he might be the guy that ultimately needs to be thrown into these deals that they're going to try to make with this Hayward trade exception. See, the ceiling I see for Pritchard, and I, I feel like there's a trio going on here. Cage is like, you know, realistic. Sam's just kind of there. I, I feel like maybe so I'm, I'm kind of there. No, no, no. As in like in the middle of the uh, the spectrum of what you think of Peyton Pritchard. That's, that's, I know. That's I know. I um, I'm, I'm super Homer dude. So I, 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 I'm being the median. I, 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 I think I'm going to be side. the Homer take here, which is yeah. you know, a nice right. change of pace. The way I see mm-hmm. it, and I don't want y'all to overreact because I want to explain myself after I like, state this. I, I think he can be the successor to Kemba Walker. I'm not saying he's going to be Kemba Walker. I think right? it's fair. And I, I don't think he's going to be an all-star point guard at any point in his career. It's not what you I You don't say. need that, though. Exactly. You need, you need somebody that you can trust. And I'm, exactly. I'm going to let you finish. I, yeah. But I'm agreeing. You need somebody that you can trust with the ball. You need somebody that's going to make the right decisions and is going to play hard. And mm-hmm. he's going to do all of that for you in the starting role. And he's going to learn, too. He's, I mean, in my opinion, he's gotten better every game. I, I mean, agree. He's and found money. 
the fact that right now, there, there was a moment I noticed it, right? The Celtics inbounded the ball. It was a very little thing. And in the grand scheme of things, it didn't matter that much. And he was walking up the floor with Tatum. And he was telling Tatum what like what to do on offense, right? Oh, I didn't Which, notice that. He, he was just like, he was just like dribbling the ball. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just did this. And I was like, if he can like be confident enough and aware enough to run the offense with Jason Tatum on the floor, who's already an all-star. We know Jason Tatum is going to be a star, right? And he's confident enough and able enough to run the offense at this point. I can't imagine what a couple years in the Celtic system is going to be do for that guy. And the way I see it is, I think Sam's going to despise this take because he hates the player I'm about to compare him to, is like a B-Tech version of Kyle Lowry is what I think he could be for the Celtics. Just, you know, can play hard defense, can be fucking annoying as hell on the defensive end, right? He can give you your playmaking. He can make his shots when he needs to, but he doesn't need to shoot the ball, right? But Mm -hmm. that's what I think he can be for the Celtics. And I don't think he'll be an all-star, but I think he could be the perfect fit with JB and JT in the future. Not narrowly as thick as Kyle Lowry. I will say that. Also, it's slightly disappointing, but you know, (laughs) it's fine. Um, uh, Yeah, yeah, we'll have to see if he's as good at at drawing charges and and annoying Sam, but uh, those two qualities. (laughs) No, that's not why. I I just think he's overrated. I don't think... I just think he doesn't do enough on his own to get the recognition the he gets. I, I can't explain it. I think he's kind of overrated. Like, I don't think he I should mean, be an all-star Raptor, player. Raptors suck he, right now. Raptors are terrible. There you go. There you go. Right there. I mean, I think that Kyle Lowry is a Hall of Famer. I mean, I think just based on his resume, it's just like when you're talking about a guy that he won a championship, six-time all-star, like – uh, you know, has this kind of whole thing with Toronto where he's like, he's kind of, you know, the, 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 he's part, their like, Paul Pierce. Yeah, I mean, yeah. something like their Paul Pierce. I mean, you know, more like, a, you know, a guy that, uh, I don't know, it, more like maybe the Chauncey belts to the Pistons is a better right, example. There you go. Like, and is Chauncey in the Hall of Fame? I don't even, I think, I know he's like, he, he, he was probably on the, will be if he's not. Oh, yeah, I, is so he like, on the ballot with Paul Pierce? Is, I don't know. I don't know. I can Google quick. I feel like um, no, low-key, low yeah. Lowry has a very simu- similar resume to Kyrie. Like, Kyrie right now? I mean, I don't know about that. He's, he's not, well, not but in terms of total points and stuff like that. I feel like it's very, very, like, and I've looked into this a lot because I wrote an article about it, like, Chauncey Phillips and another name I think that was, like, very close to him in terms of, like, like obviously Rondo to some extent, but, like, their careers are kind of inverse. Like, Rondo had more success at the beginning. Lowry had more success, like, in the middle and the end yeah um and then like another guy i think that was that was really closely compared to him was like mo cheeks who like won a championship great name. really good defender such a great four-time all-star and he he was in the hall of fame i, I mean is that i think he was a coach too so he, he had like yep. a little extra kind of you know a uh, little extra basketball kind of uh you know flavor in there like to, to you know his, his further his basketball career and give him more on his resume but uh yeah i mean I, I've worried about this a lot. It's just hard to keep him out with all the stuff that he's done. It's just like, it's hard to keep a guy like that out of it. And, and I think, I don't think he, I think that he's maybe not as skilled as a lot of other point guards around the league, but he's, you know, he, he's good at running that team. He still makes a fair, like he's still a really good shooter and everything like that. And I mean, what he's able to do drawing charges, like people say he's the best guy at drawing charges in the league and all this stuff. Like, Mm-hmm. You know he's he's a really our Marcus Smart jerseys look down on that take hanging in the back. <laughs> he's yeah. not. Uh, I think. Well, I, I mean, I know it's not your take, but 
No, no, no. I think I think it's just that he like lead he led the league in charges like the last few years or something like that. Um, in charges drawn. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's just he, he's really, really, really good. I don't know. I wouldn't say that he's great, but you know, he's he's like just at being at that level like gets you to where he is in the NBA. So let me ask you this. I, I don't know how this turned into a Kyle Lowry conversation, but I'm for it. Yeah. Who has a better shot at the Hall of Fame, Kyle Lowry or Derrick Rose? Probably Rose who uh, won an MVP. I would say Lowry. Lowry's got a chip, though. Rose hasn't got the chip. Yeah, I would say Lowry. And Lowry has more all-star appearances, too, which is weird to think yeah, about. Yeah, just the longevity. And right now, like, I brought this up to Sam, too. Like, I was saying, like, oh, JB probably takes Lowry's spot in the all-star game. Like, if, you know, it, it comes down to that, I would say JB makes it over Lowry. But, like, Lowry so far this season, he's still averaging 19 and a half and 8.2 assists. And, like, that's really, really good. That's all-star and numbers. Not, yeah. So, it, it it's it's going to be tough. And then when you're already established like that, they, they lean towards that. I mean, if Toronto, you know, if, they, if they're not uh, winning, it's going to be hard for them to get in. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm sure they'll turn it around and they'll figure it out. And who knows, maybe they'll end up trading for James Harden too, which is <laughs> I think people are talking about now. I mean, they sat Siakam last game, so anything can happen. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that was a one-time thing. But you, you bring up JB, and I know we started the show talking about him. Let's talk about it again. The numbers he's averaging right now obviously are going to be tough to maintain, but those are all-star starter numbers. I mean, the dude is a beast right now, and I think mm-hmm. I used that adjective to describe him like 20 minutes ago. But I think he's averaging something along the lines of like 28 points, don't know how many rebounds, like seven rebounds maybe, maybe like two assists. He's the best player on the Celtics right now, and I think that's a hard to He's, he's the most points in the league right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. Most total points. And okay, I have a question for you guys. It's January first. Mm-hmm. What do you think he's going to be averaging on January January thirty first? What do you think his points per game average is going to be? That's a good question. Uh, what is it now? Thirty. Twenty eight. Twenty eight. Twenty eight. I think. Played five games. I've played some good teams. Um, I don't know. Probably twenty four, twenty five. I was going to go twenty six. So like around there, yeah, twenty four, twenty five. Probably fall off a little bit, but I think that's a good range. He has an increased role this year. Hot take. I would say somewhere, somewhere between 23.4 and 24.4. You know, mm. something like that. Hot, hot take. I think it'll be more than Tatum. Mm. I think it will be more than Tatum. Um, I, I actually, I'll disagree with that. By January 31st, I think Tatum will be Hmm. Interesting. I, I don't know. I, I feel like Tatum's obviously going to continually get all the credit on the Celtics, which... I don't think Jalen really gives a shit, but I think that's just the way it's going to be until, you know, Jalen does something crazy. I mean, he did something crazy already, but it seems like only Celtics people seem to care. Um, Dude, he really, like, if that was, like, a real game that was close, like, he could have broke the Celtic record. Oh, yeah. Imagine if, imagine if like, Tatum did that. He'd be all over ESPN. All people over love Tatum. Yeah, I know, and that's a great thing. I love, I love that people that's love fine Tatum. With me. But I wish, I wish they didn't as much because he probably wouldn't complain about calls as much because he thinks he's a that's, superstar. We can talk about Which that too. That's so bad. Like that's I don't it's like that. Getting not good that he complains so much, and so many players do it. Like the worst offenders right now, I can think of Sam. You're going to say LeBron, but I think Luka. I, I was about to go like that. Yeah, Luca is, I think, the worst in the NBA at that. Luca's terrible at complaint with like complaining to officials, and Tatum's right there with him. Do we think that's yeah, just he always like, he always like he'll make a layup, but he always does this thing and then he runs down the court. And and Luca gets away with it because he's just speaking Slovenian, so they don't understand what he's saying. And <laughs> you know he, he told a ref to fuck off the other day. There was a clip of him like going up to the ref. He got he checked out of the game. Uh, I was watching the Mavericks game, I forget. Oh, because you're playing the Hornets. They're playing yeah, Charlotte. They're playing Charlotte. 
and he walks up to a ref on the sideline, and he basically, he just goes, you can see him out, he just goes, hey, yeah, fuck you, man. And nothing, like nothing happened. And I, Del Curry's the, the play-by-play guy for the Hornets, and he just goes, well, I mean, I think we could, I, I'm not going to read the lips, but I think we could all read that. <laughs> it's just like, what what is Luka doing? Like, it doesn't make sense to me, and I hope it doesn't get that bad with Tatum. But right now, why do you think it is that Tatum just, you know, like, is it just the era of basketball he grew up watching and he just, like, wants to get all the calls? I mean, he has been, That's get, fair. He has, he has been getting screwed with the calls this season, but still. Yeah, I mean, right now, right now, I think that maybe a lot of it has to do with the fact that he's not Might getting be frustration. Yeah, maybe justified complaints. But I think it's just, it is the way, yeah, the, what you grew up seeing and what you, like, expect from, from NBA players. And it's also just playing the game. Like, if you get hit and they don't call it, you're going to be a little bit angry because, one, you just got smacked in the arm. Like, you, you know, it's, it's going to, it, you know, not to – I'm not, like, looking down on these big NBA players. But, you know, if you play basketball, you get smacked. It, it's still going to, like, sting a little bit. You're not going to be crying about it. But, like, you know, you, you're going to – it's going to annoy you a little bit. And then you're going to look at the ref and say, I just got smacked in the arm. And you're not even going to call me – a call foul for me. Like, what you know. So, I understand it to, to that extent. If he's not getting – like, it, it'd be different if, you know, he's if he's just complaining he's not getting contact at all, like – I don't know, but I, I feel like that's usually what your reaction is when you get hit. You're already a little annoyed because you got fouled and messed up your shot, and then the ref's not going to call it. So, like, you, it's just the natural reaction. No, yeah, I mean, and that makes sense. And oh, I just lost my train of thought. Um, I was going to compare it to a different player on the Celtics. I, I almost but like I that he think. doesn't get calls right now because it's yeah. kind of toughening him up a little bit, you know? He needs he needs to be a little bit tougher if he's complaining every time down the floor. I just think yeah, and, and the guys that would scream are like you know Marcus Smart and Paul Pierce when they would go in. It's like you know Paul Pierce especially. Like, Whoa! Yeah, yeah. It's just... uh, the flailing, the flailing is what gets me. Like the motion Sam made. You guys obviously listening can't see, but you know, he just like throw up the arms and like tries to. Get he, the he always does it twice. He 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 goes and then he does it again and then he fucks off and runs down the court. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. know. <laughs> he fucks. Oh man, did you see the thing with Trey Young the other day? Uh, and Steve yeah. Nash. It's been blowing up, yeah. Sa- Sam, you didn't see it? No, nope, so, I tri- <clears throat> You know that thing where, uh, like, point guards, you know, they dribble inside. The Celtics have been doing it a lot this year. They haven't been going yeah, for they, the foul call. Pritchard but, does it. Yeah, he goes in and he backs up into the defender. But the Celtics do it to, like, you know, move the offense and flow. And oh, I thought you were talking about something else. Get lobs and shit. No, 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 no I, I, I am, yeah, yeah. And they seal him off, kind of, like, Pritchard, like, backs into the defender. Trey Young does, does it. And he shoots, and they call it because the defender's, like, coming onto his back. Or, that sounded bad. And the defender's, like, right yeah. right next to him. Uh, and Steve Nash on the sideline goes, like, to the ref, he goes, that's not fucking basketball. And, like, just, like, getting pissed. Like, Steve Nash goes, that's not basketball. It's just, I, like, I don't like that stuff. I don't whack. like when guys take shots, jump shots, yeah. to specifically draw a foul. Like, if you – it should not be a foul if it's not a shot you would take yeah, without KJ that. can show you right here, like. I mean, Trey Young's a beast, and he's playing really well this season. But it's like this type of stuff that the league, yeah. No, that I mean? that's not a foul. Yeah, I, it's that's tough. not a normal shooting motion. That's exactly. not how you would shoot a shot if you were going to shoot. It's just like yeah, and this is where I think this is what Steve Nash got mad about. They called it a foul, and he went to the line. So, and Steve Nash was getting heated on the sidelines because of it. I, I don't blame him. I mean, it's just not how to play that gets basketball. me pissed yeah i i don't like when guys they they pump fake the guy jumps and then they jump into him like that's not how you shoot a jump no. shot and yeah look at this is nash here he usually goes that's not basketball and now a quick word from our sponsor yeah 
So it, it, it it's tough, and I, that's what the NBA is nowadays. And the fact that guys are learning to abuse it, like this is the stuff. Harden was ahead of his time in a way, in like not a good way, right? Where he could just draw fouls because of stuff like that. And now that guys are like Trey Young's learning to do it. I mean, the Celtics can learn to do it. Like it, it's just a matter of time before the NBA devolves into who can draw the most fouls because that's what the rules are, right? Like it, it, it sucks, but that's what drawing it, fouls what it is, is fine if you're going to the basket, but if you're shooting yeah. a jump shot to draw a foul, it's just not a good look. And I mean, Tatum will do it sometimes, but he'll like he's not super good at it yet. So like <laughs> he kind of misses a defender, and like that needs to be something that the NBA officials like whenever they have their training camp classes, whatever they do, or points of emphasis. Like, look at this, like. This is not a jump. This is not how it people should count shoot. as flopping. It should count as flopping. Uh, yeah, oh, or it should just be a no flopping. <laughs> it should be offensive. It reminds flopping. me of what like players would do a few years ago. You remember when they people they would come off the pick and rolls, and as soon as they would get over the pick, yeah, they would they shoot would it because shoot. they know the defender would be chasing and his arm would be there, and he'd find his arm and just go up through his arm. And so this is like the next uh, you know incarnation of that is where you know they, they've now outlawed that, and now that's not a shooting foul. Um, but so now it's like, all right, let me wait till I get totally through the pick and then they're actually behind me and I'll just like back up into them basically. And like, I don't, you know, I don't love it, but I don't know what you're supposed to do. I mean, I guess you just don't call it. If you're the ref, you just say, well, yeah, you know, it you needs just, to be no call. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the only way to, cause to, I don't think you should like, stop play. It's, it's going to be a turnover anyway, if that's the shot no. you're taking. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, there is contact, so it's tough, but it's like, it, it you know, it, it's what makes it so hard is that if a guy was, if a guy stopped, if he caught the ball, if a guy was running, he got the ball and he stopped and the defender runs into him. That's a foul, right? Yeah. But like, if, if you just catch the ball and the defender doesn't never, never stops and keeps running. But so that's what makes this call so hard is that Trey Young is doing it deliberately. So, you know, how are you supposed to judge intent? Yeah. Are you supposed to be, you know, now the ref's job is to say, well, that's on purpose and that's not. And, you know, and I guess like, that's what makes, you know, this, this job so hard and this game so hard. It's like so many, you know, the, the reason Trey Young's doing it in the first place it's is because he knows battle. it's a, it, no, it, well, yes. But the reason he's doing it in the first place is because he knows it's a loophole and he knows it's a gray area. And he like, that's the whole reason he's doing it. So the NBA needs to find a way to make it black and white. Uh, and then, you know, make sure that guys can't get, a, you know, yeah. can't just take advantage of it that way because, you know, that that's a simple fact is that Trey Young would not be doing it if he knew it wasn't like some sort of like sneaky way to, to get away with it. And like, I'm sure if they start not calling it, he's going to be complaining, but it's like, you know what you're doing? Like you, 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 the whole, you know, you know, the whole reason you're doing it. And so like, that's fine. You want to do it right now, go for it, but we're going to figure out a way to make it so you can't do that anymore. And whenever we decide, you're just going to have to live with it and you're going to have to play the game really the way it's supposed to be played. Like if Trey Young isn't doing that uh, move just to draw a foul, like that play is probably a floater. And it's like, take the floater. It's a pretty open shot. He can like, make it and you know, he can make the yeah, floater. Yeah, the, the main goal of shooting should be to put the ball in the basket, not to get to the free throw line, especially <laughs> yeah. on a jump shot. Yeah, I Going mean, to the it's basket, like, it's different a little bit because you have to deal with contact and you're in the paint. But if you're shooting yeah. a jump shot, they should not give you any – help and you can only blame trey young so much because like it, it all in all you well, it's do it's not completely his fault exactly. we're talking about this play yeah. james harden's the main 
Dude. No, but like in terms of just in general, like don't you can't blame the player as much because it's a loophole and they're smart for finding a loophole. And the be, only way you should stupid. get free throws on a jump shot is if you get absolutely hammered. They'd be stupid not to abuse the loophole. Is what I'm saying though. Like it's free shots at the end of the day, and like that's smart. Like you, you gotta do what game? you do. But uh, it does, and it, it reminds me of the stupid thing. I know Kevin Durant did it a lot. Tatum did it a, a lot last year, is where the, defenders, the sweep yeah, when you sweep through and do like a stupid Lonzo ball shooting motion right. to get the foul, and, and that that's got, yeah, that, that is kind of natural. But no, but, no, but that got not. outlawed. That got outlawed too because Kevin Durant used to do that all the time, and now that's yeah, they not just call it on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so um, yeah, it, it is interesting, but it, it, it's also on the defender to learn how to guard it too, right? Yeah. Like. Uh, you know, and we're not putting as much emphasis on that, but like when the whole thing is going on where you, you shoot the top of the screen and, you know, they, they find your hand, you reach over, they find it, you go through and they foul and they end up coming with a different rule for that. Defenders also need to learn to stop doing that. And you remember Manu Ginobili at one point, like he started putting his hands up. Like I think the Spurs were like the first ones that were like, okay, your hands up when you're going around the screen. And that's how they avoided it. And they, you know, they, it worked to their advantage. So like if you're a defender, don't just you know, chase the player and run him to his back and assume, like, he's going to, you know, make sure, like, work to get back in front of him and everything like that, like, you know, or maybe just, maybe just start switching it if your teams, you know, maybe that's the the way you have to end up guarding it or, you know, so it's just as much on them to be like, don't get, don't fall into this and be good enough to be able to switch that and have personnel on the floor that can switch that play and, you know, be a talented team. So, um, you know, th- that's also a factor in all this, too, that we're not going to talk about because we all just think what Trey Young's doing is a little bit cheap. And while we're on the topic, I'm going to, you know, segue us back to the Celtics here. Speaking of, like, screen defense, something I've noticed with specifically Pritchard, but I, I know the Celtics do it a lot. Um, they mentioned it on the broadcast. Uh, in college, a lot of the time, Pritchard, you know, fights through the screen, so he just ends up going around it. And whoever it is, the Pacers, the Nets, just get an open shot, right? That's how it works. Do you think it's more effective to go under or over screen? Obviously, it depends on, like, who you're guarding, what you're yeah. guarding. But a lot of the time, Pritchard end up, ends up going – I always get confused. I think he goes over it, right? And he follows the mm-hmm. defender around. He fights through. Of, exactly. Which it's is, funny it's you not, say that. It doesn't that work. It's I think what working. they actually said is <clears> – <throat> He's good at fighting through screens, but in the NBA, the skill is not getting screened. That's exactly the thing. yes, and yeah. this, that's and something subs need to work on. I think. Yeah, and and the whole thing with, I mean, it, you're right. It all depends on who you're guarding. If you're guarding someone that can't shoot, you obviously go under it, like or, or who's just a, like not that LeBron can't shoot, or but you know maybe Giannis is a better example. If, if Giannis is getting a screen, you obviously go under the screen against Giannis, or you switch it, or whatever you do. But um, yeah, I, I think it's interesting. Uh, I wanted to mention something about Pritchard. I, I, you know, I don't, I asked somebody this the other day and we've been having a lot of fun with Pritchard with like the meme stuff. Like he's a good <laughs> meme player, you know, like yes, the Steph Curry comparison uh, the, the, from Max Letterman was a great thing to run with fast PP eight mile. Like you said, like those have been fun things to run with. Um, so I asked somebody the question, I asked a few people who just just not from a talent perspective, but from a pure, pure meme perspective, who's the better meme? Is it Taco Fall or Peyton Pritchard? And it was actually kind of split. Some people said Taco, some people said Peyton Pritchard. And the conclusion I've come to is that, like, Peyton Pritchard is like the new baby. You know, when, when you have a new baby, the old the older child, he doesn't get as much attention. And, Taco's you know, going to get jealous and beat him. the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Try and drown him. So I think Taco is still the better meme, 
But the reason I even had the thought to ask is because since Peyton Pritchard is so new, we're having more fun with his memes and like, oh, yeah, look at the new Well, and because he's baby. playing well. And because he's good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's another thing. Like, yeah. I love Taco, and he's a great meme, like you said. But the fact that Pritchard's a meme and, like, a quality NBA player – that that's got to mean like that that hits home. Yeah, the taco with the like, menacing shades right. the other day. Was and fun. that's a, that's a good point too. Is is because you're seeing him on a nightly basis, yeah. the memes are going to pop up more often. Like with Taco, you might see him do something like once a week or something, maybe even once every two weeks, and that's that's you know noteworthy. Um, and a lot of it is just off the court. It's like you know the snowball fights that he did, or you know wearing the sunglasses or whatever it is. You know, so it, it's harder with, uh, it's easier with Pritchard when you have like nightly content to come up with a meme for him, and uh, that that is a lot better. Uh, this is another side note. I'm surprised Taco. Why hasn't he gotten a Taco Bell sponsorship yet? That's what I'm. <laughs> that is, isn't that crazy? Yeah, I don't know. Or at least like a local place or something. Like yeah. as soon as DK Metcalf was in the league. He got like a coffee sponsorship with the like decaf Metcalf, like all that stuff, like immediately before he was even that good. Like, I can't believe taco, like, yeah, like, like even a local thing, even a local taco place. I haven't seen any local, yeah, you know, you think? local places that have taken advantage of this. I don't know. It's crazy. I don't know. That doesn't make a lot Unless of sense. Unless he's the one turning them down. Like, maybe, That'd he, be hilarious. maybe he is. That'd be amazing. I think Pritchard's this year's Grant Williams, but it, it's funny to me because they have such like, vastly different personalities and it's so clear like great williams Pritchard's just, super quiet oh yeah and great williams Grant's, is anything Grant's. but right so <laughs> it, it's just funny to me like seeing them in media like great williams like cracking jokes and everything and Pritchard's just completely stone-faced serious like yeah mm. uh, it, it, it's funny i just like i i you, you love me you love you some fast pp I, I, you gotta love Peyton Pritchard right now and and, yeah. and like i said he's playing amazing like he's playing really good basketball it, it, it's good to me because like the game against i think it was the last game against the pacers or maybe it was the grizzlies game like he didn't make his threes like he can make his threes and be really effective but he cannot make his threes and still be effective like it, yeah. it's the and play sam said it sam said it he's just so confident yeah. and like the, you know yeah, just, his he, confidence he, makes him really good because he he can he's the one that can because of his confidence he can make comebacks happen i mean you saw and it. it's funny because you compared him to grant i think grant had the opposite issue is when he first came into the league he was like he was so he was like had the you know the i mean and not to any discredit to him a lot of players have this is the rookie jitters you get in there and it's the moment's yes. daunting and it's too big for you and you know you, you need to get more comfortable like we saw grant who's not a terrible shooter he's a capable three-point shooter but he started over 25 in his career because he just was so you know awestruck by being in the nba and peyton's been the opposite he's like it looks like it doesn't face him at all he's like yeah i'm just playing basketball and i'm gonna play the way i always have and i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna run the office i'm gonna tell my teammates what to do because i'm the floor general and this is the way i've always played and the fact that i'm in the nba isn't messing with me at all and maybe something maybe that has to do a little bit with the fact that there aren't fans in the stands that that you know the fact that you don't have like thirty thousand people bearing down on you and you're not in an atmosphere you don't recognize it's you know a lot of it's just kind of pick up basketball at this point it's just 5v5 and you're playing the same way you've always had so maybe that has a lot to do with his success early on here too and it's even more wild to me because like the dude hasn't played basketball since like march like and right he's had less than two months to get used to the celtic system and stevens already trusts him and he already looks like he just is fully confident in everything he does so that that's really impressive is there anything else you guys can think of before, you know, the Pistons game tonight, overall with the Celtics through the first five games? I'm not sure how long this recording has actually been since we talked for a little while yeah. beforehand, but 
uh, I think this feels like it's around time to start uh, wrapping things up. But if there's any other sure. topics you guys can think of, I know we talked Shemi Ojale <laughs> for a while, Jalen Brown, uh, Peyton Pritchard, uh, Tatum briefly. But is there anything else you guys can think of that? Uh, well this is important i mean as we kind of said it's important that they take care of business in these games because these should be really easy and if they drop even one of these and like when you're not going to have kemba walker around early on like you need to clean up you need to win the games the easy ones like it's one thing when you're a team that's so talented and it's like well yeah you you know you dropped one that's rough you're not you're still not supposed to but it's a little easier to forgive like in recent years if the celtics you know, had, had dropped one of these games against, uh, you know, a team like this. They did, I think we would say, I, like, we would get upset about it, but we'd say, like, that stuff happens. You know, you lose to bad teams sometimes. Like, nobody's going to go undefeated against the worst teams in the league. You know, that never happens. But if you're losing these games um, when you don't have a, a guy like like Kemba around, like, when when then when you face, you know, the Raptors or the Heat next week or, you know, uh, these other teams, the Sixers, they, they have back-to-back coming up against at the end of the month, I guess. But, like, those games are going to be hard. And those games aren't, like, even tossed at this point. Like, you have to – you might have to give a little bit of an edge to some of these teams because the Celtics are, you know, undermanned. So, it's – like, the, the easy ones that you're going to get, you have to win because, not, not, like, a lot of the games you're going to have this season aren't going to come easy. So, it's, 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 it's even more important than it's been, to me, the last, you know, three, four years we're talking about. This is – as important as these games have been. Speaking of Kevin, I wonder how close he is, or I mean, he's probably not that close, but he's out there. You know, we've seen the videos of him. He's shooting around and stuff. He's at all the games. Yeah. He's definitely making progress. Steven said that they were going to have an update this week. And I Mm. don't think, or within, he said within the week or something like that. And they've never really, they they haven't come out with it yet. So I don't know. Celtics uh, love to be secretive about stuff like that. And then just be like, Hey, Kevin's playing tonight just to fuck with the other team. Yeah, I swear I saw th- something about Kemba the other day, but I can't. I can't. I think Stevens. Sean Grandy Stevens, tweeted him shooting around. Yeah, I saw. I saw that. Stevens said that uh, the, the only thing he said was that like there would be the update within the week. Hold on, let's see what the full quote said. He said he won't be back anytime soon. We're hopeful to get him back as soon as possible, which is weird to say back to back. Just phrase it like that. And he said, but we want to make sure um, it's for good. So they want to make sure once he is back, maybe there's no management is what they're saying. I don't know. I, I still find that hard to believe that he would come back and there would be no kind of, all right, we're going to have you on a minute's restriction. We're going to, you know, maybe you're not going to live back to back or something like that. But well, it's it probably they just like, don't want this to happen again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it still sounds like that's what he's saying. Is But, I, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. But um, they said they were going to have a big picture update uh within the next week or so. And I guess that felt like longer ago than it was because that was two days ago. So okay. I guess – I guess three days ago now, because in two hours, it's going to be three days. But uh, so some point um, before the fourth or the fifth, we should find out what he deals with Kemba. And remember, this is January 1st. Didn't they say originally, like, they would have an update on Kemba in January? Wasn't that the, the original yep. kind of uh-huh. timetable? Yeah. So we should be finding out sometime soon. Yeah, and yeah. I think what's important is, like you said, the Celtics need to take care of business in these games against, you know, lesser teams. And if they can, it gives Kemba more leeway to stay on the injury report, you know, keep getting healthy and stay out for longer so he can manage his injury better. Because if the Celtics are beating up on teams like the Pistons and the depleted Grizzlies, right, and they can still take games against the Bucks and the Pacers, 
then there's no need for Kemba to rush back. Like realistically, and they really should have done the double on the Pacers. Exactly, too. exactly. And realistically, the two losses the Celtics have this season are a rough one to the Pacers, which in the grand scheme of things they happen. You lose tough games. It's the way it is, and the Celtics right. are notorious for losing some tough games. And the Nets, who look like an offensive juggernaut, who just lost to the Grizzlies. And, and that Warriors. was a game the Celtics were in yeah. until Durant. And the Nets just lost to the Hornets and the Grizzlies, which I don't fucking get. But anyways, you can lose to the Nets and not feel too bad about it because they had Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, right? Yeah. So in the grand scheme of things, the Celtics' two losses aren't that bad. They're three wins. The one against the Bucks, you can call it a fluke. Solid win, in my opinion. It wasn't a fluke because, yeah, but... I mean, they were up 17. They they If they lost, it almost would have been a fluke, even though, I mean, that's what they do is blow leads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the original timetable was, I mean, it was released on uh, December 1st that they said they would update his game availability um, the first week of January, and that was kind of the, the, what everybody would say. He won't play until at least January. They'll update his game ability, uh, you know, at the beginning of January. Now it feels... I think even more bleak than it did then. I think then we were hoping like, okay, so he'll be back maybe by January. Now it feels like Brad Stevens continues to say mm-hmm. he's a long way off. He's not going to come yeah. back anytime soon. Like, and then the update seems like it's going to be like, all right, we're waiting a little bit longer. I wonder if the situation would change if they were like two and three or, you know, even I, I, I couldn't see them being one. Well, I guess they could be one and four if they lost that game to the Bucks. But if things were more bleak, if they would say he's coming back, maybe sooner they would rush him back because they feel like they need to. I feel like that is something the Celtics would do. Like not, not necessarily lie about how long it's going to take him, but, but you know, just not say the truth. You know what I'm saying? Like when you withhold information, you're not technically lying, but you're, you're just not telling the whole truth. Like, Kemba being out for a significant amount of time, right? We think a month. Brad Stevens could you feel like, yeah, it's like three more games. We'll just say this because just in case it's not, we can keep him out for longer. So you never. It's like when you go to a restaurant and they're like, hey, it's like a 45 minute wait. Yeah, exactly. That's a good example. And it's just like, you know, so they don't have to say two weeks, have it be three weeks. Plus, you don't want to put pressure on Kemba either. I mean, that's still a person. You know, I mean, that's a <laughs> yeah, fucking exactly. guy <laughs> and he's out exactly. there. He's trying to feel healthy. Um, but I, I think it helps that, you know, Pritchard's played so well. Teague's been pretty solid too. So it makes it so they have suitable replacements for him, you know, in the time being, you've got guys that can step up that, and he's probably mentoring Pritchard. So is Teague, those are two good veterans to have helping him out. Mm-hmm. I have a quick question for you guys. Just since we're ending the show. If you were an NBA player, what is the one luxury that you would be most excited to have? Because I have like a weird answer for this, but I want, I'm wondering what is like the one thing that you'd be like, oh man, I, I wish I was, I was an NBA player so I could have this. Hmm. That's hmm. a good question. I like, like to, a per, well, kind of like a personal life kind of thing. I like to think I'm a relatively, you know, simple enough dude. I don't do much. Like I, I literally watch basketball and play 2K. So like, I really don't do anything. Maybe not having to do school anymore. If that you count that, but it doesn't really count as a luxury. Oh, I just, just maybe just, yours would be that you get to buy all the DC you want. Yeah, <laughs> no, oh, it's man. actually kind of funny you said that. Like the first <laughs> thing that answer. came to mind was to like get yourself to be in the game, and then they give That's you a, a maxed out player. Like you don't you? have to do. It. Yeah, they do. They give you ninety five oh. with all badges. So, like, that would be one thing that's cool in terms of, like, a thing, but, like... You can tell how simple we are, Casey. <laughs> girls would be kind of cool. Yeah. 
character. <laughs> I was gonna say that like the one thing I I really want to have like I would really love to have like the money would be great like a house and everything like that. I would really really love to have like a personal trainer and a personal chef like that just tells me like this yeah. I know like that just knows my body type and like no like this is what you need to eat this is what you need to do like everything like that. I would just love to have somebody like that that would just like that would code me out because I feel like a lot of what I'm doing is just like like whatever like I'm just I'm just like kind of just like literally just slapping out there like I assume this is what I'm supposed to be doing something like this but it's like there's no structure to it at all I would like love somebody that actually like I I was just thinking about that just like like that knows like this is what you should eat and when you should eat and all like that stuff like I would love somebody that that I could hire that just would know that stuff but I'm I'm not gonna pay you know like a hundred thousand dollars yeah yeah. I don't know a hundred thousand dollars just shell out to have a personal chef in my house all the time no yeah that'd be fire I just thought of a really good one that I, I I've had very simple I would just get like the nicest like bed because my bed right now is heavy. just bed. Yes, yeah, genuinely. No, that's the good. That's what I was sleep. looking for. I've had that's the same bed since I was like six years old. So like it is literally the bed is six feet and I'm like six one. So my feet like hang off the end of my bed and like the bed at this point, like I said, six years old, like fourteen years old, right? It's an old ass bed, so it is not comfortable, right? So I would just get like. You know those purple mattress commercials you see? I get like the nicest fucking most expensive one of those I could get and just and you guys know I can't sleep so I knock on that shit. Like That's like uh, kind of obscure like yeah. like the thing I was looking for. Exactly. Like a nice bed like nice come bed. on Sam, you got to have something like that. Come nice on. Personal bed. Well, nice I don't bed. have like something super obscure. Maybe it's like kind of personal not personal. Maybe it's <laughs> just something that's like a preference to me. I think it'd be cool to like be friends with like famous people, not like every famous person, but like to be able to like actually like be able to meet like, I don't know, like I like comedy. So like Bill Burr, like you could meet him and you can meet Tobey Maguire. I I could, I could, I could, I could be a cameo in Spider-Man movie. Um, You can meet Donald Glover. That would be pretty cool. Now you probably couldn't meet him unless you're like a superstar. Yeah, well, he, you know, like I mean, it just, it, I mean, when you play in LA, I mean, if your team's good enough, you Sign know, with the I wouldn't be playing in LA. Sign with I the Hawks, Atlanta. No, no, no. I'm saying like on, even on an away game, you know. Oh you're yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. If you're going, there's gonna be people at the game. You know, maybe you run into them. You know, <laughs> you never know. No, that was that was a cool question. A cool I question. like that one. Let me let me ask you something, KJ. So I recently realized, like, I made a mental connection, right? So I went to your Twitter and you have the pinned tweet of the Ben Simmons thing. And like, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that was you. Cause when I first saw it, you know, you, you were telling us you lost weight and it mm-hmm. made a connect for me. Mm-hmm. Didn't he like reply to you? Didn't he like get pissed yeah. at something? Yeah. He deleted it. He deleted the, the reply <laughs> Wait, to me. What? Yeah. I guess he, had, he deleted it like months after the fact. So he must've had like a PR person, like hired maybe a new PR person. They were like, get rid of this or something like, which is funny to me to think like th- that it was months after the fact. And they were like, we see this, this tweet thing you had, like get rid of this. Did you screenshot um, it? I, I looked it up. If you, if you search hard enough on Google, uh, it's not really, it's not like you have to do like a, an hour deep dive, but if you search uh, for it on Google enough, like it, you'll, you can find it eventually. I have it say somewhere in my phone, but I haven't cleaned out my photo album in forever so i'm having trouble finding what did he it, say what did he say roughly he said like he said never hit a three greater than sign have your facial hair and he took a pic he, he took my profile picture which had my facial hair at the time which i was like you know 19 or whatever and it was just not good it was like uh <laughs> here we go never hit a three have your facial hair and then he had this picture of me which not <laughs> 
Um, That's so fucking funny, though. And then people pointed out, like, at that point, like, you don't have great facial hair right now either, Ben. Like, uh, like, Didn't you say that you would, like, take him on at a three-point shooting contest? Yeah, is that did, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did I he respond to that? No, no, he never, he never took me up. He's on scared. It, but, uh, He's scared. Yeah, I would, I would, I think I would stand a chance. I'm a pretty good three point shooter. So. I remember when that happened, and I was like, "Oh, that's fire!" Like this dude's a savage, yeah. and I didn't yeah. know. I, and when we started working with you guys, I had no idea that was you. I think, I think I said something about Kendall Jenner uh, at some <laughs> point. I think so um, I said, uh, "What else did I do?" I said. Oh, um, Ronnie2k actually uh, got in on the action too. He replied to Ben Simmons and said, um, he said 99 clapback rating when he, when he, yeah. And I, I responded and I said, um, like, I I wanted to say 25 open shot three rating, but they gave him like a 50. So I had to, so I looked it up. I was like, ah, well, let me at least be accurate. So I said 50 open shot three rating and, uh, he, yeah, he, I, I don't think Ronnie responded to that one, but uh, I felt like that was a pretty good reply to Ronnie. Did I ratio Ronnie? I didn't quite ratio Ronnie, but I did pretty good on it. I, this was uh, Ronnie's thing, 99 clapback rating, and then I, I got 1,400, which he got 2,200, but that's, that's you know pretty good. And then I had my friend Duncan Smith, and uh, he responded to me, and he said, sheesh, I didn't, I didn't realize uh, you were the one, who, you were the guy who started all this. I was, I was friends with Duncan already a little bit at that point, and then all this stuff kind of blew up. Right, and, uh, Ronnie's a bitch. Like, oh God, it was you. And okay. yeah, so uh, I had, um, I had all that stuff uh, going for me, and I, I didn't like the way I was painted. I was painted as a two K troll. Uh, people were like, <laughs> "Oh, Ben Simmons like roast two K troll." I was like, you know what? I came at Ben Simmons, and my tweet blew up before he even saw it. So, like, in my yeah. opinion, I won. Like, I'm the one who got, like... Oh, you definitely won. That was I a fire tweet. of likes. And he's, like, an NBA superstar. He has, like, you know, however many followers. Like, of course, he's going to get more likes. You got in his he head. I don't have fans. He has fans. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I had to... Uh, so, the fact that I got uh, any, you know, that I got as many likes as I did in the first place, I feel like I, I deserve more credit for that. And, and, and But, you know, Philly Twitter was all over me, and they were you know, bashing me and everything like that. I think I, I ended up, I, I had shaved before he had even sent that, but then I took a picture and I was like, oh, I, I can shave, but you can't fix that whack-ass jumper or something like that. <laughs> and, uh, and people were like, oh, Benzo has made him shave. And I was like, no, I, I shaved before that. But then I remember I called my friend and I felt kind of bad. I was like, do you think I made him feel bad? Like, do I feel upset about <laughs> him? He was like, Dude, no. He's like, he's he like, does, like, whatever. It doesn't matter. That's hilarious. But yeah, Ben's do you think Simmons I made him feel bad? Do you think I hurt his feelings? Ben Simmons. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. But oh. Ben Simmons, if you're listening, you still the challenge stands. Three point contest. You're going down. Three point contest. Ben Simmons versus KJ in the near future. But uh, but yeah, yeah I, I had some actually. I had some. I mean, I got some really nasty replies. Like Philly I bet fans. You did. Philly fans. Philly fans were terrible. not nice. No, and I, I um. I'll show you just one of these. I mean, I had a bunch of people. Somebody said, uh, why did Ben Simmons roast you like that? Because, like, th- these were just the DMs I got. My replies were much worse. So my sister went into the replies and started, like, replying to people. And I was like, no, don't don't reply to Like, I wasn't replying to any of them. I was like, I'm just not going to look at this stuff. Like, you know, it gets it gets way too um, gets way too bad. Uh, this guy said, holy fuck, you're a F word. I'm not going to say what it is. Slur. slur. Uh, <laughs> and then... Um, somebody said, nice, dirty pube beard, homie, which wasn't great. Um, oh, no. And then this person, uh, I never, again, never responded to this person. 
but he messaged me like every month for a year oh my like, god yeah like like literally you'll see this uh one I'll, I'll zoom in a little bit this one was on the uh the, the day it happened september 8th 2018 and then the last message he sent me was august 11th 2019 so straight up every every like a uh, month for a year pretty much on the day and he was like bro you got fucking wrecked i'm sorry man keep your head up like at first like nice like i'm sorry man you got wrecked like keep your head up like Joking okay me. yeah 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 i'm sorry man oh. keep your head up i was like okay i don't think i got wrecked but whatever then five days later he says get wrecked bro <laughs> then he says you dead from getting wrecked last week and then he says man you you got fucking wrecked bro i hope you recover this is like months later then he's like do you remember when you got absolutely fucking wrecked you're a peasant and then he said Bro, I hope you don't forget that time you got fucking destroyed. I will never stop reminding you, poor ass peasant. And then he said, still making peanuts, trying to break into sports. Glad to see that getting wrecked hasn't destroyed your life. And then he said, what's up, peasant? How's life, how's, how has life been since you got fucking wrecked? And then he blocked me. Um, I was just like, the weird, yeah, the weirdest thing ever. He blo- I don't respond to him and then he blocks me. Um, as if I did, I, I've never like tweeted this guy or said anything to this guy in my life. I guess maybe he was tired of seeing my tweets on his timeline. I don't know, but um, yeah, he, uh, he, uh, that, that's yeah. I got a lot of replies like that. My sister went in and tried to tried to say some stuff to some of the people, but uh, yeah, it, it it was a it was a whole thing. I was gonna say you should message him right now and say, "Yo, dude, remember that time I got wrecked? <laughs> I got absolutely wrecked," and just see what he says back to you. But the fact that he blocked yeah. you is weird as hell. I um, want to see. I'll see if I can yeah. find any of the. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was, no, I, I was. I searched my sister's at and my at to see if I could find any of the um, replies. The, yeah, the replies she she said, but I, I it doesn't look like I can. I can find any of those, unfortunately. But yeah, there were. I know there were some that. Uh, but I, I just I wasn't even looking at them, and I was like, you know what? Like these people are just you know they're all looking at my stuff, so that's a good thing. So. Yeah, I mean more eyes, <laughs> more eyes on the Twitter. Yeah. So. And now I've continued my Ben Simmons, uh, you know, my my uh, rampage against Simmons. As you guys saw the other day, uh, my tweet about Peyton Pritchard having more career three pointers yeah, than Ben Simmons. Yeah, I loved Simmons. that. That was fine. And, and then Ben Simmons hit a three, and somebody replied to me and said, "Ben Simmons must have seen this." And I was like, "Well, he might have. You, you know, have seen it. You never know. Yeah, he, he has before. So actually, it's it's funny because." Nobody had tagged Ben Simmons. And then my friend from school, not even my friend, just somebody I kind of knew from school I was in a few classes with, he tagged Ben Simmons. And then Ben Simmons responded like 15 minutes later. So I wonder if that was the reason, was because he tagged Ben Simmons in that, uh, in that reply. But uh, yeah, it was, it, was, uh, it was a whole experience. It was a whole deal. But, you know, um, I, I don't know how this, I don't know how it's going to affect my life going forward if I ever interview Ben Simmons for any reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But um, but yeah, it was it was it was fun. I guess. You're like, hey I think... man, like remember that guy? Like uh, like yeah. in front of his facial hair. That's me. And then you like kick him in the knee. <laughs> ben yeah, Simmons. it was uh, it was a good idea. I remember when I had the idea. I was like, I was just in my driveway, and I was like, oh, what if uh, I was like, oh, what if like the square button didn't work when you were shooting Ben Simmons because like the X button doesn't work. They say when you're passing with Kobe Bryant, like Kobe can't pass in the game. So the joke always was. And then I remembered that you could change players' names in 2K. And, like, the new 2K was just coming out. And I was like, oh, this is going to be such a great idea if I just change his name to Coward, go into a shoot-around with them, and then, like, zoom in on the name. Like, uh, so, yeah, it was, it, was, uh, it was a good idea, I know. And I, I've never had anything quite to that extent since. But I've had, a, I've had a few good ones. I had, like, a, 
remember I had a Kemba Walker one back when I, you know, like the song that you play when people like uh, get exposed where like, I thought I had it all to get there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I did something like that when they signed Kemba Walker because there was all those people tweeting, Celtics never get another star because Kyrie's leaving. This is what, <laughs> like, whatever. And then uh, I had, uh, yeah, the Kemba Walker was that one did pretty well, but um yeah, I've had I've had a few good ones, but you know, uh, that was that was the coup de gras, you know, the piece of day was just as they say. So yes, sir. that's uh, <laughs> that's maintained wild. to be a number one. So it, it's the best is that he replied to you. Yeah, and got salty because that's a, I feel like it's just a very Ben Simmons thing to do. I still can't believe months after the fact, someone must have told him like, "Delete that. This isn't a good look for you," or something. Yeah, yeah, she's making fun of a dude's facial hair for no reason. Yeah. Oh man, but yeah, I think that's where we could wrap it up. I feel like this is. It's a solid place, you know. KJ roasting the shit out of Ben Simmons, I think it's pretty funny. Yeah, but, uh, I, I had a good amount of people like uh, reply to me and come to support me. To a bunch of Celtics fans came to support me. Oh, this yeah. guy um, said lifelong uh, John Brown fan. I don't know if you, you guys know this guy, but he's a uh, he's a pretty you know, pretty pretty prevalent guy in Celtics. Yeah. He responded and said, um, he said, uh, imagine not being able to grow a full beard and shooting worse than your average tenth grader from three. <laughs> and they said this picture of Ben Simmons at the time. It was like. Not, a, not, I don't know, not a great beard either, I gotta say. But, um, yeah, I had a bunch of stuff like that. Somebody said, um, I guess I muted this account, I don't know, but he said, um, uh, guess that's all you can say, man. Uh, having a historical rookie year, all this stuff, and like, bro, uh, but now it just comes off as lazy and unoriginal. And I said, eh, I'd say it's a creative spin on an old classic, and <laughs> um, and then somebody was like, I can't believe you did this. this is like, I can't believe you, uh, took the time out of your day to do this. So many people did that thing where they were like, oh, I can't believe you took the time out of your day to do this. And it was like, this took me like five minutes and I got 10,000 likes. So yeah, it was worth it. And, uh, but like, I think when I responded to one of the people that said that, like, they were like, oh, I can't believe you took the time out of your day to do this. And I was like, no, nah, man, 2K is just like that this year. <laughs> like, that's the way I was acting in the video. Like, I can't yeah, believe yeah. 2K did. Like, I think, what did I say? I, I, I think the, the, the caption for it was, Wow, 2K made the game so realistic this yeah, year. Yeah. Like, so that's yeah, great. Yeah. I hope that sparks something at 2K. They go into their game like, did we actually mess something up like that? Like, they go yeah. into. Well, try. I mean, Ronnie responded, so he clearly. You uh, never know. Clearly, I tagged them in it too, so yeah, yeah. They, they 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 must not have been happy though. They they probably weren't. So. They probably pissed at you. I think he's one of the, like their athletes. Like he might be endorsed mm-hmm. by them. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise. That's me. probably why Ronnie was like, "Oh, come here, Ben Simmons." Yeah, it's okay, I'll buddy. It's okay, fans. Yeah. Just pat him on the back. But uh, but yeah, is there anything you wanted to say before we wrap up here, KJ? Give you your final statements. Everything. Say say what you. Say I would just say happy twenty twenty one. Um, I said this last time on the live stream, second live stream after Jack uh ended the first one. <laughs> um, I felt so bad. I felt yeah. so bad. It's fine. I mean, I I would have liked to have known how many viewers I actually got, how many total views I actually got. Yeah. I assume it was somewhere around 1500 or yeah. something because the second one got, I think it's on like 1400 now and the other one's like 800. So maybe I got maybe I got too close to 2000. I'll never know because Jack uh just ended it when, <laughs> when he was leaving. But uh, no, it's fine. Um but yeah, yeah, I said um uh, uh, this on the live stream. We made it. We made it through 2020. It's over. Um, oh, yeah. but at the same time, same time it's not over, which kind of stinks. But, you know, uh, all I'll say is that for a lot of people, um, that's probably going to be the worst year of your life. So you've made it through the worst year of your life. 
Um, and, you know, if we can make it through that, we can make it through pretty much anything, I think. So as a, you know, I, I hope at least it's going to be probably the worst year that we'll live through in, you know, our lifetimes, just collectively as a world, you know, Knock like, wood. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's, that's what we're banking on. So hopefully, you know, if we can make it through that, you know, the, the worst is behind us and we'll just, we'll be able to get back to normal eventually. I know that when I finally can see my family again and everything, uh, there's probably going to be some big hugs going around and everything like that. So, um, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm a, I, I, I just want to say happy new year to everybody and, and uh, just make sure you're staying safe and hopefully, uh, hopefully we're through the worst of it. Thanks. Although, you know, with Christmas happening and maybe there's going to be spikes. I don't know, but uh, oh, yeah. hopefully I, that's not the case. I don't even want to think about that. I'm hoping, like KJ said, we're through the worst of it. Um, thank you to KJ once again for hopping on the podcast with us. It's a great time. You guys can follow him at by KJ Doyle on Twitter. Uh, hopefully more bangers in the future like the Ben Simmons one. Um, you guys can follow us at Bannertown USA. I am Jack Simone NBA. I will give a shout out. We've been doing it from the rafters for over a year now. Uh, it was December 29th, so a few days ago. That was the first episode, so I appreciate that. Uh, thanks for all the support on the podcast. And per usual, Sam, you can wrap us up. Yeah, thanks, KJ. Uh, it's always a lot of fun to have you doing stuff with us, of course. Uh, you can follow KJ, as Jack said. Uh, follow Jack, follow Bannertown, follow me. Uh, that's our show for today. Bye.